You can insure his foot, Ashley, but make it this guy pay a high premium. Because I think if you typed into your software, your risk assessment software, and gave it an accurate picture of Adam's foot, it would just come back with like skull and crossbones. Do not insure <laughs> this. This is a guaranteed loss for, for your company. Are you saying that someone would not like to eat ketchup off my toes? <laughs> What? What? No. What is that? Where did that come from? I don't know. I just thought of it. (laughs) (laughs) No. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for a jam-packed episode. I am so excited for this episode of the Backroads and Bonfires podcast. I am your host, who brings the most and loves French toast, but not Ned Yost. Just made that up on the spot. That's the first Ned Yost reference on the pod. (laughs) Actually, uh, don't mind the guy, don't really know the guy. Probably shouldn't have said I don't like him, it's irresponsible. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? It's exciting. I am Ped, joined by Burke. We have a very exciting episode for you today. Um, great intro, and we are going to do quite possibly one of my favorite topics ever, a 90s country draft. And whose idea was that? This was yours. It I was cannot, one of my better ones. cannot believe I didn't think of it myself, but what are you going to do? We should do like a all-time condiments draft (laughs) i feel like that's right up your alley dude let's do that um for a long time i've wanted to rank our top five juices we need to do that sometime i have a lot of ideas i feel like i feel like juice rankings are fairly settled yeah by the way forgot to tell you timothy team at church this morning guess what they served was it grape juice no they served orange juice with pulp what and that was the only orange juice option. So lot- everyone there who wanted orange juice that doesn't like pulp was screwed. A lot of older guys. It was like, yeah, 60s. Yeah, they need the fiber, I think. But at least give a non-pulp option, right? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? I think Sunny D is the goat orange juice. Ooh, heard it puts out fires, too. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I have some thoughts. Uh, bring it. Let's start this baby off. Um, Do you ever have someone call you? Woo! In the mo- okay, Adam just took a drink of an adult beverage, and apparently it woke Whoa. him up. Um, do you ever have someone call you at a time where you really should be awake, and you're kind of embarrassed that you're not awake yet? Oh wow! So like this happened to me the other day. I see the phone ring, and it's I didn't want to reveal what time it was, but it was a time that I should have been awake. <laughs> It was Fair. it wasn't a work day. It was a weekend. Oh yeah, sleeping a little bit. And um I have to like really compose myself and get ready to sound awake. So oh, like yours. I've been asleep for like yes. I've been awake for like 2.5 seconds and I yes. go like <clears throat> and then it's funny go, "Hey, how's it going?" like <laughs> And I'm like literally laying in my bed, but I'm like this yes. person's going to judge me if I go, "Hello." And they're like it's like 10.30 in the morning. What What is happening? You know, or uh, whatever it is. But do you ever do that? Dude, that's the most relatable thing you've ever said. Yeah. Just. It is. I don't want to be judged for still being asleep at that time. You're so not I, wrong. I pretend so hard to be wide awake like I've yeah. been awake for two hours. Me and uh, this only happens to me with like two other friends because I'm a morning person. And admittedly, I probably sometimes can be that judgmental morning person. That can be like, why aren't you up at six? Come on. I like to get up about five o'clock. Uh, and then take a nap around nine. E, do some chores. Maybe take a snooze with some coffee mid-morning. <laughs> um, but I have a couple other friends who also wake up early. And they'll call me at like 630. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'll have to be like, uh, I'll have to do that because I don't want to. I mean, it's 630. It's not like it's late. But it's like a pissing contest almost. Like, oh, I can't let them know I was sleeping at 630 maybe. Yeah. 
But boy, that was relatable what you said. And a lot of the story I just told, I feel like was boring. No, it was good. <laughs> so on today's like on days like today where it's kind of rainy, yeah. are you just like inside? Are you just call today as a farmer, like, hey, today's I mean, you do your cow chores, but like nothing else is gonna get done? Uh no. Some days, yes. Today we pulled our soil finisher into the shop and worked on it at the shop because we had to replace a bearing that went out. But no, some days if it's rainy, yeah, I use it as an excuse to come home and watch movies, edit the pod, watch a movie. Sometimes edit the pod turns into fall asleep on the couch for an hour. Who knows? You got a great life. It's pretty nice when you're self-employed and single. Have you been? Uh, have you have you seen these videos online of animal chiropractors? Yeah, I, find I follow them, a horse I fo- one on TikTok. I find them really interesting. Yeah, I follow a horse one on TikTok. It's fascinating. I think I like the dogs one the most. Yeah. You notice they never do cats. No. I feel like cats' bodies are elite. They don't need like, to be adjusted. No, they can jump off a building and land on their feet and just keep walking. I feel like cats, they're just, they don't need it. But I've noticed like the dog ones I really enjoy because I'm always wondering like, he's going to pop this dog's neck and I wonder if it's going to bite him in the face. And they never <laughs> do. But I always feel like this dog might just take a big old bite out of this guy's face. Yeah. I uh, I feel like you could field goal kick a cat and it'd just be fine. Yeah. Just set one on a tee and 40 yarder. That's because they're elite. Cats are elite. Um, The horse ones, when they're popping the horse's back, I'm always like, are you really doing anything right now? Yeah. It doesn't look like you're pushing hard enough to move a horse's hip joint. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's a large animal. Oh, I'm sorry, Adam. Are we boring you? I don't know why I just yawned. Why don't you take another drink of tequila? (laughs) Who yawns after taking a drink of tequila? A unicorn of a human. You're like too. the only person I've ever seen that does that. <laughs> That's a unicorn. Okay. Gosh, you said you you, uh, you made a point, and I was going to say something, but I don't remember. Oh well. Uh, I have a couple shout outs. Okay. I want to give a shout out to Wes and Brad Bungus. Shout out, hardcore listeners of the podcast. And the reason that I want to shout them out, not only are they just really cool people, it feels like whenever you and I have these hot takes, we disagree on. Brad and Wes agree with me. Uh-oh. Like, they always disagree with me. Big time. <laughs> like peeing in pools, eating your toenails. <laughs> That's because they're pool owners. <laughs> so you acknowledge that it's it's aggravating to pool owners to pee in their pools. I feel like if I owned one, I would just act like no one does it and ignore it, knowing that they probably do. Well, Wes told me he got the purple tracer. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna know if you do it. And he also said he has a swim diaper for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! My next Appreciate shout out, you listening boys. My next shout out goes to loyal listener Ashley Galvin. Ooh, because on the funniest TV characters draft, I drafted Chester from Syphil and Ollie, a '90s sock puppet comedy show on MTV that was on for two seasons. That was she it. She knew. She sent me a Facebook message, and she was like. Oh my gosh. As soon as you said 90s sock puppets, I got excited because I thought it was going to be Syphil and Ollie. Wow. And it was. And my response was like, holy crap. Outside of my brothers, you're the only person that has ever heard of this show. There's always and one. then we went back and forth a little bit with like inside jokes just from Syphil and Ollie references. <laughs> I was so happy that somebody else understands the hilarious nature of that show so shout out you should get um what's a, what's something you need insured around here maybe like lloyd's of london you should get your like your right foot insured in case you ever do want to go pro as a punter yeah, i still got it you still got it this leg still has some lightning ashley can you insure adam's right foot yeah but the make- golden toe his premium needs to be high because i've seen his feet and they are <laughs> moments away from falling apart <laughs> Just so you know, they're moments away from just going completely south. So yeah. you can insure his foot, Ashley, but make it this guy pay a high premium. Because I think if you typed into your software, your risk assessment software, and gave it an accurate picture of Adam's foot, it would just come back with like skull and crossbones. Do not insure <laughs> this. This is a guaranteed loss for, for your company. Are you saying that someone would not like to eat ketchup off my toes? <laughs> What? What? No. What is that? Where did that come from? I don't know. I just thought of it. <laughs> no. Um, 
<laughs> well, speaking of feet, I got the biggest laugh out of my wife. We were at um, we were at our daughter's dance recital, mm-hmm. and uh, my wife popped her uh, popped her foot up on the chair just to like you know wrap her arm around her. It just sit differently, whatever. We were crammed in there, mm-hmm. and. I turned my phone camera on and slowly moved my phone over her foot like I was going to take a foot pick. I didn't take the pick, but I just acted like I was trying to sneak one. And then we, she figured out what I was doing, and we both just got the giggles and died laughing at this dance recital. <laughs> and we laughed about it for, like, w- way too long because – it was just such a stupid, creepy thing that I was trying to get a rise out of her. Like, <laughs> imagine if you did like sneak pictures. There's probably weirdos that do it. Oh, and they sell them on the internet. It's super weird, but yeah. And I just act. I do this thing with my wife sometimes where I just pretend to be a stranger. Just I just get bored and I want to make her laugh. So yeah, I pretended to just kind of slowly move my phone <laughs> over and and I had it so she could see what I was trying to take a picture of. And God oh, darn it, we laughed so much. That's a great time. I have a question. Okay. Uh, why did it become trendy and cool to post like, okay, so I know there's people out there in the world that have real anxiety and depression, but it's almost like becoming trendy now for people to post these memes that like say, oh, me on Monday or something. And it's like a gif or a meme of like someone just with this weird smile on their face and they just like walk off a cliff. Or oh, just one of those days, and someone like repeatedly running into a brick wall. It's like becoming cool and trendy for people to post stuff about like how they're confused, don't know what day it is, or their life is like spiraling out of control. Like, wasn't Garfield the first one to hate Mondays? Yes. No, everyone does. (laughs) Everyone's a Garfield. Like I don't know. I just see them, and I probably am not explaining it clearly, but you just see them all over social media. And people are sending them like it's a funny thing to share with. I'm getting friends sending me videos all the time of them. And I just want to say, I want to like reply and say, this is stupid. Please don't waste time sending it to me. I don't have this mindset. I think it's hard for your, for people. I think it's hard for you to relate to people who can't take a nap every day at 9 (laughs) a.m. I don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Only sometimes. (laughs) I think. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. A lot of winter. I, uh, I do wonder, I told my leadership class the other day, because they were they were all, we start every day in leadership class with good news, gratitudes, and greetings. We just work on being social, being personable, and also talk, sharing good news and what we're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And on Monday, the kids were like, it's Monday. And I go, time out. A seventh of your life is going to be Mondays. Yeah. We're just going to waste a seventh of our life being mad about what day it is. Yeah. I was like, no, come on, guys. Like, gotta gotta move on. Also, find something to do with your life that you don't hate the fact that it's Monday. Mm-hmm. Find something that you're excited about that you're like, awesome, it's Monday. I get to do whatever it is you're going to do for a living. Make sure you, you like doing it and that you're not just living for the weekend. You're not just trying to get through to Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. So everyone should just buy a few cows. Then you have to work every day because you got to feed them every day, even if it's for 10 minutes. Gotta you, work seven leave, days a week. Can't you just leave a little water out for them? Yeah, it's true. Throw some corn on the ground. You could throw a little extra out there. Do cows eat corn? Oh yeah, I feed corn of mine all the time. What's, what's feeding them a lot of corn right now? What's the cow feed mix? Is it corn mixed with steroids? Uh, steroids, a little HGH. You're, are you saying the IOC would would flag your cows? Yeah, okay. they would. Is it's part HGH of the, it's really part of the reason that they put out all those bad farts into the world? See, this is why I only eat plant-based burgers. Fair. No, I'm kidding. I was just trying to see if you'd come across the table and punch me. I was I was like <laughs> squeezing my leg skin under the table trying to relax, <laughs> take my anger out of myself. Okay, so there's corn. I thought cows ate like hay. Oh, yeah. So fat cattle. If I'm going to fat something up, want to get some weight is on- Is a fat cattle a type of cow or is it a is it a goal of any cow that you have? It's, it, fat cattle means I'm taking one and I'm feeding it out to 13, 1400 pounds and it's going to be beef. We're going to kill it and eat it. Okay. There's probably a better way to say that. but So then, so we wean them at about 400 pounds, get them off mom. Basically, they're just eating some grass and stuff out in the bunks and in the pasture and sucking a lot of milk. Okay. Till then, wean them. Then you put them on full feed. We start doing corn, protein, uh, like a powder it's, protein it's a that p- I mix protein in. Powder. Okay, yep, so I mix in. basically the cows are like hashtag gains. Yeah, they're they're doing the 
The protein yeah, powder. Protein okay. powder, corn, alfalfa hay, and grass hay and corn stock mix, bales all ground together, mixed together, and silage. Which is when you when you go out and chop your corn when it's like twenty You chop the corn stalks. Stock and everything. Corn stock everything on it when it's green in like oh. September when it's like thirty percent moisture, I want to say. That's what the corn is. Is that when they store it under those big white long yeah. rubber And it's the yeah. greatest smell on earth. It's oh, a good smell. Oh my, does it smell good. And it says all dense and moist and it's great cattle it, feed. Are they, these cows they go what, nuts for it? I was gonna say, is it like well, speaking of which, they go nuts for the silage. Tommy Trumpets was at the same dancer recital I was sitting on the other side of the room. Yes. And we were texting about it. And I, t- I sent up a text in the middle of this dancer recital. And all it said was, I can't stop thinking about Ped's fried rice. Because <laughs> <laughs> ever since you posted a picture of that chicken fried rice, I've been like, how do I get my paws on that? I got some in the fridge. Are you serious? I'll send right? you home with a container. Are you dead serious, dude? <laughs> yeah, I'll send you home with a container. How old is it, though? Uh, I made it last Friday, so a week. It's good still. I just what? ate some yesterday. A we- You're sending me home with week-old fried rice? Are you sure it's still good? I ate some yesterday. It's great. You'll eat a lot of things that I won't uh, eat. We'll smell it before you leave, but I'll send you with a container. Uh, it makes me nervous, but okay. I'm a big expiration date guy, too. We'll smell it. We'll, we will Google how long like rice stays good in the fridge after cooked okay because i'm i am a stickler for expiration dates it will be the like 40 minutes after a carton of eggs has said it's expired and i'll be like i can't eat this my wife will be like they're fine and i go (laughs) no they're not there's an expiration date and she's like you're being dramatic about this and i'll go then you eat them i'm gonna grab the brand new carton and if and if if it's really not a big deal, you won't have a problem with that because you'll be fine with these eggs. And she does, yeah. But my point is, <laughs> don't tell me it's not a big deal if you won't eat them. So true. I ate a lunchable last night that uh, said Best by February seventeenth, no, Adam, twenty twenty three. This is sealed. why you're always sick. It's sealed, so it's good. You're always sick. No, I'm not always sick. I think you're I'm always. Sli- I think I don't sleep enough. You text me and you're like, I'm just battling something right now. I don't sleep. I don't sleep enough, and so it gives me gets me goofy. You're you're hacking up into sinks. Well, that's to get podcast throat clear. No, it's because you eat expired lunchables. It wouldn't sound like this if I didn't hawk my loogies. You eat expired lunchables, and it's wreaking havoc on your <laughs> on, on your digestive. And endocrine system. I didn't want to waste it. And possibly your reproductive system. We can't, we can't totally know. <laughs> I, didn't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to waste it because like nine months ago, there was a Lunchable sale. So I bought like 20 just to have on hand for a snack here and there. I love Lunchables. I didn't want to waste it. I like the meat, cheese, and cracker Lunchables. Yep. That's what it I, was. And it, you know what it had in it? Little Lorna Dune. Oh, yeah. Love Ooh. Lorna Dune. I've aged out of the pizza Lunchable, the nacho Lunchable. They've I've got, aged out of all of it. They've made them smaller. It's a ripoff. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Either that or we've gotten bigger. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> this is a kid's food item, and you're like, I think they're making it smaller. No, it's because you're 35 years old. <laughs> that is why the Lunchables seem smaller to you. And by the way, like you shouldn't be eating Lunchables anymore. <laughs> At 36. This is like... It's such a nice little snack, but this it's is low calorie and it keeps you going. <laughs> this is like getting pissed off because you're convinced that fruit roll-ups are 20% smaller <laughs> than they were. It's like, even if that's true, you're not allowed to care as a 35 year old man or 36, whatever we are, you're not allowed to care that fruit roll-ups are a little bit smaller. Have you heard the rumor? What? <laughs> One less gusher per package nowadays. <laughs> is that the scuttlebutt? Is that the, the rumor on the tree on the street? It's the scuttle. <laughs> they're shorten us a gusher yeah what well, a ripoff i would you know 12 year old ryan would be pissed because <laughs> i don't eat gushers anymore because i'm a grown man speaking of food can we normalize having bigger straws in smoothies and mr misty freezes are and you, stuff like are that? you tired of fighting for it dude you gotta like it uh, hurts your cheeks how hard you gotta suck through that little they give you a normal straw and something's all creamy starting to sound bad <laughs> what diameter straw do you want well i don't know half inch 
Like the thick, I don't know. I got one in there. I should measure. It's the perfect size. It, I don't have to fight for my smoothie. But when you get a smoothie at somewhere else, they either give you the cardboard one, which is disgusting and falls apart, or a regular straw. I've and never it's had too a, hard to drink it through. I it. have never had a cardboard straw. Yeah. I don't like when you stop at like a Scooters or something. Sorry, not trying to shots fired at Scooters. They got great smoothies, small straws. A lot of these smoothie places are they're the base of their smoothies is like shaved ice yeah i don't like that no no no. it's like shaved ice and like fruit juice and i'm like nope i want full strawberry bananas and i want milk yep as my base for my smoothie i go back and forth between milk or orange juice milk is i don't like using thicker i don't like using ice in smoothies because like just use real frozen fruit and mm-hmm. that's the cold that you need and mm-hmm. whatever little ice crystals are on there that's that's what's got it taken care of you know what I do? If I want me a little smoothie action and I forgot to let my fruit thaw for a little bit, I'll take it out of there, dump it in a pan, 350 in the oven for one minute. <laughs> you do still it. frozen, but it gets it just perfect. You do enough so much with your oven. Yeah. You are a, this man does I use not the oven a lot. Adam does not own a microwave. It's all oven, baby. You come over to Adam's and you're like Oh, do you have an iron for my shirt? He's like, no problem. We'll just throw it in the oven at 250 <laughs> for two minutes and spritz the wrinkles will come out. We'll spritz some water we'll in there. spritz it. <laughs> Your dryer's out. No problem. We'll just turn the <laughs> oven on to about 420 and we'll we'll get that, that load of laundry done in about six minutes. <laughs> like Adam will be sitting on his couch and he'll be like, ding. And he'll be like, oh, my towels are done. <laughs> and it's the oven. You are like MacGyver with the oven. I did. It's like the, it's like the all-purpose tool of the home. Now that we have an air fryer, I don't even use my oven. I don't even look at it anymore. Mm. I had air fryer. Where was I? What were we eating? Oh yeah, we were making. Uh, had an Asian night. Uh, that's what I made the fried rice for. Mm-hmm. A buddy made a bunch of crab rangoons and egg rolls. Wrapped them up and threw them in the air fryer. Oh, wow, air were they are good? Are you ever going to get one? Or are you just going to be Mister Oven for everything? Boy. The oven hasn't failed me yet, but I do need, I do, I think I'd like an air fryer. I used to use a pizzazz all the time. Now I put it in storage a year ago. I haven't used it anymore. Oven does a better job. You have a storage unit for your pizzazz? Yeah, it's stored in a little cabinet down there below the hats. Oh, you, the made it, you made it sound like you have a storage <laughs> rental unit in Alta, and it you're like... A solo pizzazz sitting what, in it. That'd be so funny. The whole unit is just, just for the pizzazz. Wouldn't that be hilarious? You're paying like $50 a month just to store your pizzazz <laughs> in a store, and you're like, why? I just didn't have enough room in the cupboards. <laughs> Everything else, literally every other object in my life fits in my apartment, but this pizzazz Not is a bridge too far. pizzazz. Oh my goodness! Let me know if you ever want to sell it. I'll take it off your hands. All right. Uh, you got you got that article pulled up. All right, Ryan. I want to read a story to you that is cray cray. Heard it the other day. We need to react to this. It's wild. I used to do a segment every now and then called Weird News. Is this cray cray or is it bonkers? Uh, it's cray. Is it redonk? It's crakers. It's cray and bonkers. Hmm. It's Bonkray. Remember Bonkers the Cat, that commercial, or that cartoon? Yes, I do. Yeah. All right. Hey, speaking of which, before you do this. Yes, sir. You remember how awesome Darkwing Duck was? Yeah. Darkwing Duck was an awesome what cartoon. Time. That was a great cartoon. Shout out Darkwing Duck. That okay. was a great cartoon. Love you, 90s kids. Also, they made really cool McDonald's toys of Darkwing Duck. They did. They were, they were great. Go Fantastic. Ahead. All right. Arkansas woman pleads not guilty to selling over 20 boxes of stolen human body parts. Yeesh. That's my official comment. An Arkansas woman has pleaded not guilty to charges. She stole the body parts and sold them through Facebook. Didn't know there was a market. Of course. For $11,000. You know, this is an Arkansas woman? Yeah. Mm, this is Florida woman behavior. It is. I wonder if she moved from Florida She's to probably Arkansas. A migrant. She's a migrant. Um, Candace Chapman Scott, a 36-year-old former mortuary services worker, is accused of selling the 20 boxes of everything from human skin to skulls to a man in Pennsylvania. According to a federal grand jury, she was charged with 12 counts of mail fraud, wire fraud, and interstate transportation of stolen property. Holy cow. That's all we could get her on? I guess. Isn't the fact that they're body parts make it a crime? 
Well, what happened to the guy so. in Pennsylvania? Did he get arrested? Uh, I believe so. He better not get away with this. According to court documents, she worked for a company that offered commercial cremation services. One of their clients was an anatomy lab at the University of Arkansas, which used donated cadavers for medical education and research. Um, after one of the company's scheduled pickup days, she messaged the owner of a Facebook group explaining how she acquired the corpses. What's the Facebook group? Like <laughs> the Facebook The group? Greater Pennsylvania Area Body Part Association? It's literally just named Oddities. Just Oddities. Um, it's a private Facebook group called Oddities, has 380 members, and bills itself as, quote unquote, a safe way to shop. <laughs> Basically, <clears throat> how many members? 380. That membership of that group probably reads like a, a straight-up no-fly list. Dude, it says that she sent pictures of two brains and a heart to this man she found in the group. Uh, he offered her $1,200 via PayPal and gave her pointers on how to ship the organs to Enola, Pennsylvania. So via not his first rodeo. The U.S. Postal Service. Now, how do you learn how to do that? Is like... So you get to the point where you can start telling other people how to get it to you. Wild. He's done it before. Yep. Over the course of the next nine months, she proceeded to ship the man an ear, an arm, lungs, livers, kidneys, hands, breasts, uh, whew, uh, reproductive organs. This is so weird. Fetuses, skin, skulls, and one whole human head. A whole human head. This dude needs to be arrested, too. Um, this is like... It the indictment the- does not name the buyer, it says. This dude is the it puts the lotion on guy. It goes on and on and on. Jane Gum. It just goes on and on. And right now they're in the middle of court proceedings and all that. But can you imagine? Like, here's your phone back. Terrible throw by me. Like, a whole human head shipped in the mail. I wonder how like how he tells her. Like, I'm sh- surely there's a way to like preserve it and keep it fresh, and a certain way to mail it. It's got to be a wild shipping bill. Did you know, and this was a long time ago, but with the U.S. Post Office, you used to be able to mail a kid. For real? Yeah. Like, instead of them getting on a plane? Mm-hmm. You could mail your kid to your relatives, and the mailman would just, like, take them. And it, but, like, just yeah. within the same town, he just took them for the day? No. Like, you could, you could literally mail your kid to your relatives in Ohio. You're not, I'm, you're not yanking my chain? No, I'm not. <laughs> That is insane. I think it was you in just like give your kid to a stranger and hope he does his job correctly and they get where they're going. That yeah. And it took multiple days probably, right? Sometimes. Um oh yeah. Like they stay overnight in a post office like five states over before they get to their final destination. In January of 1913, one Ohio couple took advantage of the US Postal Service's new parcel service to make a very special delivery. Their infant son. This is only like a hundred years ago. The Beegs, the Beegs, that's the family, paid fifteen cents for stamps and an unknown amount to insure him for fifty dollars, then handed him over to the mailman who dropped the boy off at his grandmother's house about a mile away. Regulations about what you could and couldn't send through the mail were vague when post offices began accepting parcels over four pounds in January of nineteen thirteen. Wow. People immediately started testing its limits by mailing eggs, bricks, snakes, and other unusual packages. Technically, there was no postal regulation against mailing your children. These mailmen had to go through some stuff in the early 1900s. They saw some things. Mailed a snake. You know, okay, there's been about seven instances of people mailing children between 1913 and 1915. It wasn't common to mail your children, yet for long distances, it would have been cheaper to buy the stamps to send a kid by railway mail than to buy them a ticket on a passenger train. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Talk about the trust you have that they'll get there. Either that or you just don't care, This I guess. one person was sent 73 miles away through the post office. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my gosh. Well, I guess it's better to mail a live kid for a good reason than cut up body parts yeah yep anyway um i don't know what's the weirdest thing you've ever shipped in the mail i've never i don't i can't even think of anything um honestly the weirdest thing is probably just like expensive baseball and football cards that's not even that weird yeah i don't think i've ever sent anything weird uh who knows 
Maybe I'll get a hold of this group if I ever need to send a finger or something. Why Why would you need to do that? I don't think I will. Wouldn't think I would. Let's draft some country songs. All right. It is time for an exciting moment. As most of you out there know, the greatest music of all time is 90s country music, in my humble opinion, False. at least. It's not yours, but you do like it. Yours is what, probably early 2000s pop punk? I should stop eating on this pot. I'm sorry. Uh, my favorite type of music yeah, it's probably like alternative, pop punk, emo, like all that stuff. Very nice. But yeah, it's got to be like late 90s, early 2000s. All right. Well, we are going to do a draft. We'll each take seven mm-hmm. of our top 90s. Did you use the same artist more than once? Uh, in my top 10, it's all different artists. In my next four, there is someone who makes her second appearance. Wait a minute. Yes, I have a female artist on here twice. 90s, Taylor Swift. Way, 90s <laughs> country women artists were the bomb. So many good female country songs in the 90s. My oh my. All right. Um, how do we... Uh, should I start it since you started the last one? Sure. Um, I am quite positive. What's your number one pick? Quite positive that my number one pick will probably not even be on your list. It's a top five song of all time for me. Whenever it's on, I have to crank it and lose my marbles and sing so loud. Love to sing all three different harmonies throughout the song. And it is Goodbye Says It All by Blackhawk. I don't even think I know that song. Dude, if I played it for you, you'd know it. Blackhawk. I do remember that band. Dude. Can you sing like a bar of it? What's the hook? Uh, Left me no chance at redemption. No reconciliation. No, I don't know it. No, let's talk it over. That's the hook. on the wall. Goodbye says it all. Goodbye. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, I love it so much. Oh, I don't think I know that one. All right. Well, that's my number one pick. Blackhawk, goodbye, says it all. Blackhawk down. Great gonna, movie, by the way. <laughs> Are you going to write down my picks? Yes, sir. Okay. My number one pick, <clears throat> it's Garth, the, okay. the 90s country goat. Yes, sir. The song is That Summer. Ooh, it's a banger. Yeah. And that song is right up your alley because it's about like a 19-year-old boy and like an older woman. Yep. And you like the older ladies. But yeah. Yes. I went to work for her that Dude. summer. Garth? Teenage boy too far from home. That's such a good song. It's an amazing song. Garth and like, he was on a different planet than everyone else in the 90s. I think Garth's one of the greatest entertainers of all time, regardless yeah. of genre. His concerts in the early 90s were insane. Nuts. Yep. Nuts. I remember being young, going to the Elta Library, uh, where my aunt was the librarian, and renting uh, these big VHS cassettes of Garth Brooks concerts and just sitting in the living room, crisscross applesauce in front of the TV, watching live Garth Brooks concerts. You didn't have to say crisscross applesauce. I just like to give detail. Okay. What's your number two pick? My number two pick is an all-time bop. Don't tell my heart, my achy breaky heart. I can't believe that's number two. Billy Ray Cyrus, achy breaky heart. It's not like a classic, though. It's more of a novel. It's like Ice Ice Baby. It's a novelty. Oh, I just love it so much. It's just the steel guitar, the everything about it. That's my number two. Achy Breaky Heart. Okay. My number two. When the sun goes down on my side of town. <laughs> Dang. Neon, neon moon. moon is such a good song by Brooks and Dunn. B&D. And when you lose your womb. They're so good. Oh, man. I love Brooks and Dunn. Brooks? I, I think that song's better than Boot Scoot and Boogie. Nice. Uh, I would agree with you on that. 100%. All right. Number three for me is Joe Diffie, John Deere Green. Did Joe Diffie sing Pick Up? There's something women like about a pickup. Yep. That yes, was Joe Diffie, did. too? Yep. Well, great curly mullet on that guy with the yeah. mustache combo. R.I.P. Joe Diffie just died not that long ago. Joe Diffie died? Yeah. Like a year ago, maybe, if if that even. Hmm. Guy had some bops. In Billy Bob Love Charlene <laughs> on a hot summer night. Okay. This next, my number three pick is from an artist. I actually hate most of his catalog. Okay. 
but I love this song, and it's Should Have Been a Cowboy by Toby Ooh, Keith. Ooh, nice. I actually really don't like Toby Keith as an artist, but that song is something else. Yep. That is a great song. All-timer. Uh, Toby Keith, he won an award for like an entire decade award. I think of the early, I don't know if it was the early 2000s, I think, it, or 2000 to 2010 decade. He won, it might have just been Artist of the Decade mm. for country music then. I don't know. Toby's, a, he's good. Very patriotic man, that Toby Keith. Never a fan of his cowboy hat. I hate his cowboy hat he wears. It's too small and curled up on the side. See, that's where I think Toby Keith went wrong. It's like 9-11 happened and he was just like. All right, every song right now is about how America is going to break a boot off in your butt. And like, he just like stopped telling good stories and mm-hmm. it, he just started doing Mad Libs where he's like, I said to say the flag, football, military, missiles. I mean, it's like, stripes, beer. Yeah. Like, it's like, dude, you've written the same song 50 different times or 50 times. Just American boy, American girl. Is that how that goes? He just needs to go back to writing like, should have been a cowboy. Mm hmm. All right. Uh, all-time song by the hymn that I love is, uh, oh, no. Brain fart. Can't think of it. We'll look it up later. All right. My number four of all time is, by the way, the lady who I'm about ready to list going back on tour this year. Honestly, wouldn't mind going to see her. And she's cute. It is a woman by the name of Dina Carter. And it is a song called Strawberry, Strawberry Wine. Wine. Love Strawberry that song. Wine. Oh, good call. Do you remember, did Strawberry Wine always get... Uh, played at your dances in middle school and high school. So no, dance. it was always Lone Star. Yeah, we always played. Amazed. We played Strawberry Wine, and everyone did their robot arms swaying back and forth, three feet apart. Seventeen. <laughs> All, All right, right, buddy. What am I? What pick is this? Number four. Okay, I'm gonna go with "Dust on the Bottle" by David Lee Murphy. Classic. Classic. That's the first one I had on my list that you took. Really? Dust on the bottle. It might be. Little dust on the bottle. David Lee Murphy famously obviously made tons of money for that song. Uh, Never really had another hit himself, but became an all-time songwriter. Has written really like 20-something number ones as a songwriter for other people. But still has arguably, you know, a Mount Rushmore of country music songs. Crazy. My number five pick in the 90s country music draft, George Strait, Heartland. Oh, that's not the George Strait song I picked. There's so many from him. Um, in the battle of George versus Garth, I've always been a Garth guy. George has yeah. got way more songs and number ones, but Garth just did more, had more impact to me. There's no way that George Strait's catalog is better than Garth, but I also am in- uncomfortable with the battle because... I love them both, and we love don't them both to death. We don't need. It's like LeBron and Jordan. Like, can't they just? Can't we just appreciate them both? Why do we have to pit them against each other? Mm-hmm. George Strait. Uh, by he's by the way, love the guy to death. He's he's done something though that I am such a pet peeve. It drives me crazy. He did his big cowboy rides away tour when he was retiring. The last show was in Dallas Stadium. All these country artists are on stage singing the Cowboy Rides Away to end it with him. He's done forever retiring. Two years later, he's on tour again. Well, you can't, bl- then, you can't blame him, though. Like, you get the itch. I know. I just wish you wouldn't do it. Like, say you're going to take a year off to just hang out with family and then decide if you really want to be done. But that's what drives the ticket sales is people say, this could be our last chance. True. Aerosmith has done, like, how many of these tours? The Rolling Stones have done how many yeah. farewell tours? You know who has the third highest grossing tour of all time is acdc i believe it shocks me a little bit i believe it they have a great catalog yeah Uh, my thing with george Strait is i found when i was looking doing the research for this a lot of the songs of his i like the most are in the 80s yeah they're like more late 80s yep yeah okay it's my next pick yes sir number five I'm going to go with Life's a Dance by John Michael Montgomery. Ooh, little JMM. I was torn between that and that the sold. Yep. But Life's a Dance is probably my first favorite John Michael Montgomery song. Yeah. You learn as you go, man. Mm -hmm. Great. All right. Sometimes you lead. Sometimes you follow. Uh, I love it. I just made the perfect six, writing a six on my piece of paper. Oh, I'm really proud of you. It's like impressive. Um, You did it, buddy. (laughs) <laughs> my number six pick is 
Let Freedom Ring by Martina McBride. It's Independence Day. Oh, nice. I love that song so much. Gosh, Martina. It, man, the 90s had so many amazing female artists. They just didn't like what last was that a song long time. Uh, Independence Day? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let Freedom Ring. Let the White Doves Sing. Oh, I just had Let to- the whole world know that today is a day of reckoning. Reckoning, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know what it's about, truly. I just had to take one off my list because I just found out it came out in the year 2000. Oh, no. Yeah. That's I hope, a bummer. I Hope You Dance by Leanne Womack. That's a great song. That song's amazing, but I just found out it came out in the year 2000. Famous wedding song that like the dad and daughter will dance to, like, yeah. giving her away. What pick is this? Six. Oh, man. Okay, well, I got two left. Only two left. Then we can throw out some honorable mentions we had written down. Okay, I'm I wrote g- 14 down. Had probably 30 in my phone. I'm going to go with She's in Love with the Boy, Trisha Ooh, Yearwood. Trisha, Garth Brooks's wife. She's in love with the boy. Talk about a power couple. But honestly, that's her only song. She had one more. She uh, always she always did like country album or like Christmas albums. She had one more like super big number 1, but I can't remember what it is. She opened for Garth uh when I went and saw Garth Brooks in concert. In 2013, I think it was, and it was great. What's meant to be will always find a way. He gonna marry that boy someday. But she, didn't, she didn't sound like that. No, before. she did not. <laughs> I think people are probably gonna hate the amount of singing we've done. I've tried to keep it to like one line. Just do like one line. People of the song. will get over it because mm-hmm. they're all gonna start singing it to themselves, and they're all gonna look it up on Spotify. I think Kara P might get annoyed with all the singing. Guess what? If you want to be worthy of that last name, you need to enjoy the singing. Oh, shots fired out. <laughs> Kara P. Adam has thrown the gauntlet down. It's a battle of Pedersons right now. <laughs> All right. My seventh and final pick in this 90s country songs draft is by Brooks and Dunn, and it is Mamaria. Is that a 90s song? Oh, my gosh. If it's not, I'll have to choose something else. Me, I'm going to look it up right it's now. Googling it. I'm going to say 1999. Um, oh, it's 1996. You're fine. All right. What was the Brooks and Dunn? Was it like Red Great Dirt Road song. or something? They got Red Dirt Road. They got Boot, With, Scoot, and Boogie. But the, the, I think Red Dirt Road maybe came out after My Maria. Yeah. Probably. Okay. What a song, My Maria. That's your number seven? When you hear that opening guitar lick, man, I get excited. Okay. Your seventh and final. I just, I think it's probably malpractice for me not to have George Strait on this list. So I'm going to go with... Write This Down by wow. George Strait. Classic song. Write this down. Does he say read it every day? Yep. Read yeah. it every day. Um, A song that was not from the 90s that I really wanted was Ronnie Millsap, Stand By Your Man. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. We had a Ronnie Millsap cassette tape when I was a kid, and that song was always great. I'm a stand by my woman yep. man. Dude. Uh, I think he sings a song called Lost in the 60s Tonight. I think it's Ronnie Millsap. It's incredible. My friend Ben is a big Conway Twitty fan. <laughs> ah, love me some Conway. <laughs> Sammy Kershaw, great too. Oh, Sammy Kershaw. You don't know well, she's beautiful. Yeah, I was going to say, he tight had a- Tight fitting jeans. He had a, he had a song, Sammy Kershaw. Yep, tight fitting jeans, something about a trailer park. I can't remember what it was though. When I was a kid in the Des Moines area, we always listened to 92.5 KJJY. <laughs> Okay, oh, so that's our seven. That's our seven, buddy. All right, let's rattle off some quick um, honorable mentions. My top Garth Brooks song on the list, my all-time favorite Garth song, Beaches of Cheyenne. What? Love it so much. What? That's like saying, what's your favorite Kevin Costner movie? Waterworld. Like, what? <laughs> you don't like Beaches of Cheyenne? It's fine. I love it so much. It's not better than the dance. They it's not better than the just went crazy. It's not better than the dance. It's not better than the river. It's not better than standing outside the fire, calling Baton Rouge, must too young, much too young to feel this darn old. Like I love it so much. Uh, uh, the river is so good. I cried during the river when I saw him. Cried. The dance is really good. Um yeah. Unanswered Prayers. That's a good one. Thunder Rolls. Thunder Rolls. What's that one song too where it's like um Papa love mama, yeah, mama it's called love Papa me. love mama. That's what that was called. Okay, um, rodeo. Oh, rodeo. That was like a, like an edgy. Yep. Yeah, that song was good. Okay. Um, 
I'll throw out a couple of mine, then you throw out a couple more of yours. Yes, don't, sir. don't take the girl, Tim McGraw. Fantastic. Um, and Johnny's we'll go daddy with, taking him fishing. We'll go with his wife, This Kiss by Faith Hill. Yep. Okay, what's another? What's some more of yours? I've got Diamond Rio, Meet in the Middle. Ah, that's in my honorable mentions. I almost picked yeah. it. Mary Chapin Carpenter was my number 10. Ooh. Shut up and kiss me. Why do you say it like that? Because that's how she says it in the song. Didn't, didn't, pay- shut up and kiss me. Stop it. <laughs> You're making me uncomfortable. Hey, um, first kisses. <laughs> oh, okay. Pam Tillis, maybe it was Memphis. Ah, great song. Maybe it was Memphis. So good. Tommy um, female country singers in the 90s. Were Reba McIntyre's, was, was it fancy? Yep. Fancy, don't let me down. Okay, I've got uh, What a Crying Shame by the Mavericks. Do you know that song? Oh, yes. Um, we've got Fast as You by Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> nice. And the last couple I have here, You're Still the One, Shania Twain. Fantastic. Can't believe Shania wasn't on this list for either uh, one of us. Uh, it's kind of shocking. And The Race is On by Sawyer Brown. So good. That was written down. The Race is On. I also had Mel McDaniel, Louisiana Saturday Night. That's a 90s song? Oh, well, I think so. Maybe not. What is it? Uh, Mel Lu- McDaniels? Yep. Louisiana Saturday Night. Well, you get down the fiddle and you get down the bow. Alan Jackson, Chattahoochee. Yep. Vince Gill, the all-time funeral song, Go Rest High on That Mountain. Such a sad song. That song's not that great. Oh, jeez. Uh, the Tractors, uh, Baby Likes to Rock It Like a Boogie Woogie Choo Choo Train. <laughs> And what? Martina McBride. That song. Broken Wing. That Mel McDaniel song came out in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> a whole decade? <laughs> yeah. You missed it by a decade. Whoops. I thought it was like 1992. How about uh, Tracy Bird, Watermelon Crawl? So good. Neil McCoy, The Wink. Or, uh, or just Wink. Uh, Neil McCoy is like one of the first CDs I ever had. So good. Um, it was an orange CD. Yeah. Neil McCoy. Um Slam, bam, I've been feeling all right. That's the Neil McCoy song? Yep. Okay. Give me that wink. I'm trying to think of some other ones that were on my mind. Oh. um, The Judds, Love Can Build a Bridge. What um, what was her name? Two Sparrows in a Hurricane. Oh, Tanya Tanya Tucker. Yeah. Two Sparrows in a Hurricane. You know what song is real good? Uh, She had like three bangers and then disappeared. (laughs) Pam Tillis. I just brought it. Maybe it was Memphis. Whoops. That was Pam Tillis. That was like 10 seconds ago. Wait. Wait, it's not Pam Tills. Do you I'm have CTE? <laughs> yes, first of all. Yes. It's not Pam Tills I'm thinking of. Is it's it Bonnie uh, something? No. Oh, my gosh. What my my phone's over there recording. What was so, the song? Uh, I'm trying to sing it right now. I'm having a total blockage. She had three hits and then dipped? Yeah. It wasn't Pam Tills, though. It was... Uh, uh, it's bothering me. Ronnie Skaggs? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Whatever. Life goes on, I guess. <laughs> Uh, underrated. Uh, oh, oh, is it um that Morgan her chick? Name, her name was Melanie. No, what was that? P- P- Pam Morgan? No, not Pam Morgan. What no. was that lady's name? I know who you're talking about. Not her. She has like short blonde hair. This lady's got. She's tall, brown hair. Uh, it's slowly killing me right now that I can't think of it. You know what's another underrated '90s song though? What? Uh, Hold my hand by Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> Because Darius Rucker. That's a different. That's a different <laughs> pod. Um, I want to give a recommendation. Okay. If you are really into country music, you need to watch Ken Burns' country music documentary. I got. I like '90s country, and I was like the older country stuff. I really just like Johnny Cash, but after watching that documentary, I got really into like Hank Williams, mm. um, Hank Williams Senior, or excuse me, Junior. Um, Family Tradition by Hank Williams Junior is a phenomenal song. Yep. And I just was riveted watching this country music documentary. If you at all like country music, you got to find this Ken Burns documentary and watch it. It's like five or six parts long. Each part's like an hour and 45 minutes, but it's so good. Ken Burns makes great documentaries. He does. Uh, There was no Vince Gill on this. Oh, you you mentioned Vince Gill. Remember Colin Ray? Ooh, barely. Before he dipped off. I almost did. um, Travis. I'm in a hurry to get things done. Alabama. Yeah. Um, Randy Travis, he had some great ones. Tracy Randy Tra- Lawrence, uh, Keeper of the Stars. Travis Tritt. Yep. Here's a quarter. Call someone who cares. Yeah. Uh, boy, still can't think of that lady. She was okay. Was it in the nineties? Nineties lady. Um, okay. I was just listening to her songs today we're while I was working out. At we're the gonna gym. figure this out. 
90s. Oh, uh, Terry Clark. Terry Clark? I've never heard of this person Terry in my life. Clark. Terry Clark, I think. Terry Clark? Wait, it's got to be it. 90s country female artists. Here we go. Leanne Rimes, The Chicks, Shania Twain, She Daisy, The Judds, June Carter Cash, Lila McCann, Brenda Lee. What? These are 90s? Madonna? What? (laughs) It's Terry Clark, I think. Oh, Terry Clark is listed on this. Yes. I found Terry Clark. What are her songs? Uh, She had three hits and then pieced out? In the 90s, yeah. It was. uh, Okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. Tall, Tall Brunette. Um, let's say, let's see, self-titled debut album. Wow. Okay. Terry Clark. Oh my gosh. It's a song. that's like uh, self-deprecating. Better things to do. Uh, that's Girls not it. lie to. Not it. Emotional girl. Poor pitiful me. Yeah, there it is. Poor, poor pitiful poor, me. Poor, poor pitiful me. Poor, poor pitiful me. I've never heard of this lady. It's in my top 20. I just want to be mad if I were you. uh, She's got some good ones. Mm. But for real, we're listening to Goodbye Says It All by Blackhawk before you leave tonight. Okay. So good. That's it. What was this? Oh, have you heard Family Tradition by Hank Williams? Oh, yeah. Great song. Yeah. Um, Small Town Saturday Night by Hal Ketchum. That's a good one. It's a small uh, Clay Walker Saturday had a song, night. Water Under the Bridge, maybe? I don't mm. know. My brother had a Clay Walker CD. Good times. Gosh, 90s country music just brings back so many memories. That's all I listened to. I remember I had a blue radio in my room. I just wore that thing out with 90s country music. And then one night I went to change the batteries on it, and it just battery acid exploded all over my legs. And I remember my parents in the bathroom upstairs with me just fervently sloshing water all over the place and cleaning my legs off because I had battery acid on me. Your yeah. legs are kind of a train wreck. And I was just, you showed, you I was showed just, me your leg last night. I got, it's rough. My legs got cuts and scars all over them that are never going away. But that's how it is. That's why you shouldn't wear shorts on the farm and run into hitch pins. Or not hitch pins. Uh, just hitches. What's your 90s quick hitter? All right. Well, first of all, I want to share a Pedersen Luck story with you. For those of you out there, it's been a long time. I'm going fast. Your dad is a beautiful man. Um <laughs> the other day, I go to McDonald's, and I don't often go to McDonald's. You've heard my hate for them, but their app has reeled me in. They got some great deals with their app. You've texted me about it like four times. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm going to go get a McChicky, a large fry, and then they got a double cheese free double cheeseburger on there as a coupon. I use it. Very excited. Check the bag. Everything's in there. Good to go. Come home, open up the bag, start opening stuff to eat my lunch, open the double cheeseburger, all it is is two buns, cheese, and lettuce. No patty. They didn't give me a patty. You don't deserve a patty after Any, all the shade that you've thrown this at is why McDonald's. I do it. They don't give me a patty on my double cheeseburger. You want to know what I did? I angrily ate that ketchup, cheese, and bread. <laughs> was there pickles? No. Just cheese, bread, and ketchup. There was Weird. those little diced onions. Weird. But they didn't give me a freaking burger patty. It, I was. Pissed. It seems like an odd thing to overlook when, like, that's what you do at McDonald's. You make burgers, and I was so mad. And you, for, it's like Buffalo Wild Wings going. Sorry, we just brought you breading. We forgot the chicken. It's like <laughs> that's the thing that you do. <laughs> I'm telling you, the owner of the McDonald's here has to listen to the pod. That's the only reason. It's the only excuse. So I had that happen. That was not fun. Does anybody own McDonald's? I don't think you can franchise them. I think they all belong to corporate. They do. Yeah, uh, no one owns a McDonald's. The McDonald the documentary on Netflix about McDonald's and getting started is crazy. The people oh, that is ended- that making a murderer? Yeah, <laughs> basically the people that ended up the brothers that came up with it got screwed and pushed out by the guy who ended up taking it over and becoming a b- 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 billionaire. Um, and it's just it made me mad that he treated them that way but he's very wealthy all right 90s quick hitter then we shall end do you remember having to call the movie theater you didn't have phones we didn't have internet we didn't have all that stuff we had to call the movie theater for times and the vet the message would say hello and welcome to vista three theaters showing tonight at 7 10 dumb and dumber yeah and it took so long to listen to it all. And then we didn't have cell phones. So if you want, if you're hanging out with your friends and you had to find out what movie was going on, if you decided 
you wanted to go to a movie, you got to drive to a friend's house, look up the movie theater number in the phone book and call them and then sit there and listen, write down on a piece of paper what's show and when, take it back to your friends to make your decision. It was a process. I don't remember doing that because I remember them being in the newspaper. Oh, that is true. I remember we would always check the newspaper. Yeah, I always called. I, I always remember, too, we used to get the Des Moines Register on Sundays, and it would have like the um, TV schedule mm-hmm. for like the upcoming week. Mm-hmm. I feel like is that crazy? Do I, do I remember? Is that right? No, I think you're remembering that correctly. Because I remember reading the TV schedule, almost like TV Guide, and being like, "Oh, that movie's going to be on ABC Sunday night. I need to watch that." Yep. Like just sort of planning out what TV I was going to watch. I only do that now one time, and it's during Christmas season when I want to plan out all the Christmas movies I want to watch between November and December. But there's only like two good Christmas movies, and we're all watching them the same every year. It's like Christmas Vacation and. What, Home Alone? Dude, don't forget Four Christmases. Mm. A Christmas Story. Mm. Uh, Christmas Story's good. Some random one on Lifetime, like, oh, Holiday Cheer, something like that. It's about <laughs> a woman who is a high-powered executive in New York City, and she has a fiancé, and she goes home to her hometown in Vermont, and her high school sweetheart is a widower, and yep. he's running a Christmas tree farm, and... She was going to leave, but then her flight got canceled, so she had to stay one more day, and they were at the Christmas tree lighting ceremony, Mm -hmm. and their hands brushed, and then they decided to get some hot cocoa and take his daughter to the skating rink in town, Yep, and then they fall back in love, Yep, and then her fiance will come at some point in the movie. Yes. And he can tell that Hair something's back. He can tell that something's up. Peacoat down there's, to the knees. There's two ways that that character goes. Either he's a bad guy and we hate him, or he's surprisingly understanding and sort of bows out. <laughs> and you kind of like, are, oh, I feel bad for him. Yeah, and you're like, you need to go find another high powered executive lady because this lady's going to stay in Vermont. Don't and, forget and run the the Christmas tree farm. Don't forget one of the most crucial moment of all these movies is after she has that hand brush and they go to the skating rink and she has just a wonderful night. She goes home three in the morning probably. And of course, as she walks in the door, her mom's there in her robe, couldn't sleep. Where were you at tonight? And she says it and her mom always just has some random one liner. Her mom might say something that's like super poignant. You know, I never understood why you two didn't get back get, didn't get together in high school. Yep. And then Or well, you should I don't know why you two ever broke up in the first place. And she says that and goes, Well, Good night, sweetie. <laughs> also, there's bed. always a pivotal scene too where the wit the the guy, you know, he's got the the daughter from the marriage where the woman died of some cancer or something. She's never the daughter is like cold and icy to everyone. Oh yeah. And she's a little cold and icy to this main character at the beginning, mm-hmm. but then at some point during all of this, she like takes her dad's hand at the skating rink and the other ladies and she's skating between them. And the dad looks over at her like, Whoa, she never, she doesn't like anybody and she likes you. And it's kind of like, uh Oh, <laughs> this is a sign. She is the one that can get through to this little girl and get her to turn her heart light back yeah. on. Mm. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong at all. Dude. I can't wait for Christmas episodes coming up in December. I'm going to write, we could write one of these. Movies. I'm going to write It'd be fake easy. movie plot and then a real one and make you guess which one's real. You could sub out the Christmas tree farm for like maple syrup farm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Or like dog training business. I mean, it's all. Yes, sir. Yeah. Anyway. All right, buddy. We did it. Hot, hot. Uh, so go check us out on Facebook, on TikTok, on Twitter, and Instagram. You'll find clips of these episodes, actual video clips where you can see our crazy reactions to all the goofball things we say. Uh, got some leftover frozen pizza in there if you want some. Um, also, you're listening right now on either Spotify, iHeart, or Apple, likely. Uh, tell friends made it last Sunday at Youth Group. This pizza is a week old? No, it's five days old. And I'll probably eat it for breakfast tomorrow if you don't eat it. Um, so listen on there and spread the, spread the cheer. Tell your friends. We talk about stuff that's just relatable to your childhood and everything. So, uh, I'd like to leave you with this as we, as we go out from the back roads and bonfires podcast. It's good. I'm not 
Uh, you're being a crybaby. He's being a crybaby about fried rice, people. Um, because because we're positive and and we just see the high high points in life. We don't have to say poor, poor, pitiful me. We we can go down by the river or maybe go to the dance, and we don't have no alibis because we tell the truth. And as we live here in the heartland, we're pickup truck men. And always remember, drive something that's John Deere green. Hot, hot. See you, buddy. <laughs> See ya.